Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is Let's Talk Portland, Intercom Radio Portland's weekly public affairs program. I'm Gary Bloxham. Their mission statement is to promote independence, choice, well-being, and dignity for persons aged 60 and over, adults with disabilities, and their families through a comprehensive, coordinated system of home and community-based services. And on the show this time, I'd like to welcome Mike Reardon. Mike is the Executive Director of the Area Agency on Aging and Disabilities of Southwest Washington. Hey there, Mike. How's it going? It's going well. Thank you, Gary. So tell me about, uh, you guys refer to it as AAADSW, is that correct? That's correct. Uh, ADSWA, it doesn't roll off the tongue real well, <laughs> but uh, it was the best we could come up with. Well, tell me about it. What do you guys do? Yeah, so we're a regional government agency that focuses on helping older adults and adults with disabilities remain in their homes. So all of our programs, all of our services are designed to ensure that folks can what we call age in place or remain in their home for as long as they are able. And we do this through a couple of ways. Um, We connect individuals to programs and services and resources. We also help individuals assist and navigate, I guess, uh, the various um, systems they have in their lives. Oftentimes we'll get a call from um, somebody who doesn't understand um, Medicare. I'm applying for Medicare. What's available? And so we help folks navigate some of those more complex systems. In addition to that, we're also an advocacy and a planning agency working with local providers in Southwest Washington to build really a system of well-connected organizations so that we ensure there's community-based programs available for older adults, adults with disabilities, and those that care for them. So um, that, in a nutshell, I could go on and on. I just finished probably three weeks of advocacy with local legislators bringing uh, to their attention the needs and concerns of older adults and adults with disabilities. Sounds like a big job. It, you know, it is. We're a we're a large organization. I think we have about 170 employees. We serve five counties, so that's probably important to know. Clark is our largest county that we serve, and then we go north to Cowlitz and then a little bit west to Wakaiakum. And we also serve Klickitat and Skamania County, so we go out the gorge. How many uh, people are you working with in general? That's a, that's a pretty big cross-section of southwest Washington. 
Yeah, it is. You know, that's a great question. So um, within our organization, we we provide case management to folks who are on Medicaid, long-term services and supports. And that's just kind of a fancy insider, I guess, term for folks who um, would otherwise be in a skilled nursing facility. So we have about 45, 4,600 of those individuals where we're providing and arranging and coordinating services in their home so they can remain in their home so they don't have to go to a nursing home a skilled nursing facility or assisted living facility. Um, the other kind of part of our organization, oh boy, I, we may serve up to 15,000, 20,000 folks um, a year through our Aging and Disability Resource Center. So that is our um, kind of front door, I guess, if you will, when folks call and they're looking for information on programs or services or what's available. Oftentimes, you know, an adult son or daughter will come and visit mom and dad and realize, wow, they've, they've declined. Now what do we do? And so we'll get a call from a concerned, uh, like I said, son or daughter, say, hey, we've noticed mom and dad have declined. We really think they can use some services. What What's available? And that just begins a long conversation of here's what's available. Um, here are some next steps for you and how can we follow up? And so... Um, it it is a large organization. We serve a lot of people. We want to serve more, though. So um, one of the things I think that um, people say is, "Boy, I wish I would have found out about you earlier," or "You're the best kept secret." But we don't want to be the best kept secret anymore. <laughs> we want people to know we're out here, and um, they can contact us, and we can be a benefit to them. What have you found most important about the ability to stay in your own home? Why is that so important? Um, well, I think there's a couple uh, things that are really important from from the state's perspective. Um, I mentioned the 4,600 individuals uh, before, and so those folks, if they weren't at home, they would be in a skilled nursing facility at three times the cost of what we can provide in their home. So what's most important is financially, it's a Really, it's a big savings to the taxpayer and to Washington State. Another thing that I think is is really valuable is when folks' health is declining or they don't feel good or they're coming out of a a nursing facility or they're coming out of a a hospital stay, um, they want to be home. I know when I'm sick, I want to be home. And so for well-being, for peace of mind, we find that it's better that folks um, remain at home or return home and we provide the services around them so that they can, again, be in their own home, uh, be comfortable in their own settings, and it it really kind of enhances the whole experience around um, recuperating at home. Yeah, like like the old saying goes, there's no place like home, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) We're talking today with Mike Reardon. Mike is the executive director of the Area Agency on Aging and Disabilities of Southwest Washington. Now, of course, this past year, um, a giant pandemic has affected all of our lives, and it's especially affected the aging population. Tell me about how COVID-19 has impacted you guys. Yeah, it's, you know, the the seniors, the older adults, it's really taken a terrible toll um, if you look at the numbers, you know, the statistics, um, those folks who are 
at the highest risk and are dying at the highest rate are those folks who are um, older and seniors. And so um, it's really impacted our organization in that um, we kind of had to to pivot for lack of a better term. Um, for example, we sponsor a number of congregate meal sites in southwest Washington. We had to work with our providers and say, we have to shut those down. Now, how do we get these meals to these individuals at their home? And how do we do it safely and efficiently? And so that was kind of a big um, kind of organizational shift in how we deliver our services. Most recently, um, we've really been able to partner well with the local health jurisdictions and um, helping seniors navigate the kind of the online uh, application process for getting vaccinations. So we've had a number of folks call our Aging and Disability Resource Center, and we've been able to help them navigate and get appointments uh, for vaccination. And I think thirdly, at least, well, I'll add a couple more things. Um, we've been able to introduce um, a telehealth program as a result. So as folks, you know, stop going to the doctor's office for, you know, for obvious reasons, um, we now have a telehealth program where individuals can come to our office in a sanitized, you know, clean office, and they can do their video appointment um, from our office with their physician or their uh, health care provider. Another thing that uh, I think the pandemic kind of has revealed is this whole issue of social isolation. Um, you know, we really weren't meant to be apart. Um, I think we're designed to have social interaction and interaction with one another. And so we've began looking at what are some ways that we can, you know, break into that social isolation. So um, a number of our staff have call, are calling our clients more frequently to ensure that their needs are being met, to ensure that, uh, you know, they're keeping loneliness at bay. Um, and so we're trying to do those types of things to, to ensure our clients and our seniors um, that there's somebody out there thinking about them and caring about them. And so they don't, you know, just sit there, you know, day after day in a kind of a, a state of loneliness. Yeah, a quick phone call can make such a huge difference. Yeah, it it really can. And just just to follow, just to say hi, I'm just checking on, see how things are going, um, and it really it lifts their spirits. So um, that's really kind of been very encouraging. I guess a silver lining, for lack of a better term, during the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's nice. So, what have you learned during the pandemic that uh, you might continue with once things kind of get back to normal? Um. Well, I think we figured out that social isolation is really um, a big problem. Um, I think it's brought to light the number of seniors that uh, are home alone. Um, like I mentioned earlier, what we've learned we'll do differently is we'll increase the number of calls that we make to the clients. We are piloting a, uh, a program around robotic pets, and that may sound goofy to the <laughs> listeners or silly, um, but there are some studies that, um, if you, that show that 
if you give uh, an isolated senior, someone living alone, you know, one of these ro- robotic pets, it it decreases their loneliness, it decreases their anxiety and their depression. So right now we're working with the state of Washington on a pilot program to purchase uh, a number of these robotic pets and, and give them out and then, then study and to see if it actually works. But again, there are a number of studies that prove that, um, you know, a robotic pet can can make the difference in lifting somebody's spirits. Which, That's great. You know, it you know it it really it really is. It sounds kind of goofy, you know, when I first heard it, but then as I read some of the literature and watched some of the videos, it's like, wow, that's pretty cool. So that is cool. Well, I know for myself, yeah. sometimes the only quote unquote person that I speak with during the day is Alexa. <laughs> she responds and gives me what I need. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Um, another thing that we are, uh, another program I should say that we're looking at piloting, I think probably in the next two or three months, it's this product called Cradle, K-R-A-Y-D-E-L. Um, and it's a new product on the market that um, is kind of low-tech in that rather than somebody having to use like an iPad or a computer to, you know, do FaceTime or Zoom, um, this program works with your television. So it works with, um, you know, some equipment that folks are already used to, you know, finding the on and off button and channel up, channel down. Um, And so we're looking at um, piloting that later this year. So we're excited to see how that works out. And we're quite hopeful that, um, you know, most seniors know how to work a, you know, a TV remote. And so by um, just kind of utilizing their existing resource there, um, maybe we can break down some of the digital divide. We're talking today with Mike Reardon. Mike is the new executive director of the Area Agency on Aging and Disabilities of Southwest Washington. Tell me about your new role, Mike. Yeah, so I became the executive director in December of last year. The previous director, David Kelly, was here for 12 years, just did a wonderful job um, with the organization, getting us moving in the right direction. Um, I really am enjoying uh, being the executive director, I have some, you know, some goals and some plans um, that I'm, I'm wanting to see come to fruition. Um, I just really love what the agency is about, um, serving seniors, serving disabled adults, providing supports to family caregivers so that they can remain in their home. Again, I, I, I keep going back to the remain at home because it's so important. Just about everything we do in the organization is designed to help those folks at home. Uh, and remain at home. And in in my role, I get to um, listen to the needs of the communities and see if if there are any changes that we need to make in our programs or how our programs are delivered in communities to make sure we're we're meeting the community's needs. I also get to advocate with uh, local legislators. As I mentioned earlier, I just finished up, I think, about three weeks straight of Zoom calls with um, legislators from Southwest Washington. And it's just, it's great for me to be able to get 15 minutes of their time, thank them for how they've supported our programs in the past, brag about what we're doing um, with the funding they provide to us, um, share some stories about how our services have touched people's lives. 
because um, you know aging it's it's not a republican or a democrat issue <laughs> and it happens it to the best of us <laughs> that Im- yeah it's an issue that impacts everyone and so um, it's really nice that uh, you know regardless of which side of the aisle you're on everybody is getting older everybody has a mother or a father or a grandma or a grandpa who was a tremendous influence in their lives and they want to make sure that you know um, they're going to be taken care of so um, it's just it's really it's really a great place to be. Well, congratulations on your new role. Thank you. I want to hear more about the programs and services that you offer. Sure. Um, I mentioned earlier about our Aging and Disability Resource Center. So we have an office in every one of our five counties, um, and that acts that office, that Aging and Disability Resource Center, acts as like the first stop for anybody looking for programs and services for our target population, seniors, adults with disabilities, and family caregivers. So that is really what I like to lead with because oftentimes we will get a call from um you know, a frantic son or daughter or perhaps a spouse who's maybe her husband is being discharged from the hospital, uh, the dementia has increased, and she doesn't know where to turn. Um, and so by leading with the Aging Disability Resource Center, I want people to know that, hey, they can call and they can call us and we can point them in the right direction, get them connected to the right programs and services uh, that are in their in their county or in their community. Um, So we do a number of different services. We provide case management services um, for folks who are on Medicaid long-term services and supports. We provide care coordination to um, folks who the system would identify as high utilizers of the healthcare system. And so through our care coordination program, it's uh, a more, uh, more frequent, more intensive communication with those individuals to help them set goals uh, and make progress towards improving their health. And, and that's just been remarkable. Um, we also have respite care available for those family caregivers, spouse, uh, son or daughter who are providing care to mom or dad or aunt or uncle or brother or sister. So what we can do is, you know, we can do an intake. Um, we can assess the caregiver's needs. What, you know, what are their areas of need? Is it transportation? Is it respite care? Do they need help purchasing like incontinent supplies for their loved one because they may be incontinent and just you know, it's a, just a large expense. And so it really, there are a number of programs and services, and we try to tailor them to the individual situation um, so that, I guess, they are, um, they feel well supported uh, at home. Other programs um, include our long-term care ombudsman program. So through our organization, we have volunteers and some paid staff who go out to the residential, what we call residential care facilities, skilled nursing facilities, adult family homes, assisted living. And they meet with residents and they advocate um, to ensure that the rights of those residents are respected and upheld. And so 
Um, they meet with the residents. Um, they listen to them. They can negotiate or try to, I guess, um, reconcile, maybe not reconcile, but uh, bring together maybe some differences between maybe what the administration of the facility um, is wanting and seeing and what the residents are wanting and seeing to change. And so they are able to um, go in there and bring those two sites together. So hopefully we have a, you know, a happy ending. Maybe, maybe someone's tired of eating meatloaf, you know, every Friday <laughs> and they want to change that or something. I, um, it's a kind of a goofy example. Um, so um, let's see, a couple other of our programs. We have a uh, geriatric workforce enhancement um, center. And what we do with that program is we have what we call a primary care liaison. And this individual is charged specifically with um, working with healthcare providers, whether it's a local clinic or a large healthcare system. Working with them, establishing relationships so that they know who we are and the services available um, so that as they work with their elderly population, then they become aware of the resources that are available. Um, been some really neat um, experiences come through that program. We had a, uh, uh, a physician uh, locally who actually came on a home visit with one of our staff members. And it was just really eye-opening for them to see what happened to be, unbeknownst to them, their client that they see in the clinic was also the same person that they saw on their home visit. And for the physician to see the person living in the house just gives a whole new perspective on really what are the needs of the individual. Um, you know, they go far beyond uh, health care. Sometimes it's transportation, sometimes it's food insecurity, sometimes it's caregiving services. But for the, um, for the physician to be able to witness that um, was really remarkable. And so um, just goes to show that, uh, you know, we're complex individuals and there's more to us than just... Uh, you know, our health care. Certainly, certainly. Tell me, do your clients have to meet specific guidelines for eligibility? Um, in some programs, yes. Some of them are based on income. And, you know, at the risk of, you know, getting into all the minutiae, what we encourage people to do is to contact our Aging and Disability Resource Center. We have trained specialists who ask the right questions and can help facilitate uh, getting connected to programs and services and determining eligibility. Um, a number of our services are either free or they're on a sliding scale. So based on somebody's income, you know, they, they pay a certain percentage of the cost, but um, there is no cost to, you know, give us a call and have a consultation or have somebody come out to your home and and, and sit with you and, and listen to what your needs or concerns are about your loved one or perhaps your own condition as, as they begin to plan for, okay, w what's going to happen in six months? Where am I going to be in a year? Where am I going to be in a year and a half? And what do I need to begin to think about and put into place so I can continue to age at home? What's the best place for someone to get started? Should they look at your website, give you a call? 
Yeah, I think the best place would be to go to our website, which is uh, www.helpingelders.org. And for folks in Clark County, I will give out, uh, well, I'll give out our phone number for each of our offices in our five counties. So in Clark County, it's 888-637-6060. For Cowlitz County, it's 800-682-2406. In Skamania County, it's 509-427-3990. In Klickitat County, it's 800-447-7858. And in Wakayakum County, it's 360-465. Two seven four four. I know that's a lot of numbers in a lot of <laughs> yeah. counties, but uh, I also know this. You know, this gets broadcast. Uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, quite a ways, and so just want to make sure listeners out there in any of those five counties know where they can call. And the website is also a great place to start. Helpingelders.org. It has yep. tons of information. I've been kind of cruising through it as we've been talking, and there's there's tons of information on here. Great resource. There, yeah, there there really is, and. And some people like to, you know, take us for a trial run, you know, before calling, and that's a great way to, to get started just to see, you know, what's out there. And you can identify yourself as a, you know, as a caregiver, as a senior, and you can click on that particular um, tab or icon, and then it will bring you to, you know, another page that has resources and all kinds of information. So, Yeah, fantastic information you've given us today, Mike. Thank you. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. We've been talking today with Mike Reardon, Executive Director of the Area Agency on Aging and Disability of Southwest Washington. Thanks again. If you'd like to hear this interview again, a podcast is available online. Just search Let's Talk Portland on the radio.com app. Let's Talk Portland is an intercom public affairs program. 